0: that was pretty good that wasn't bad we just made that up and then and it just flows like that welcome to man fully alive podcast my name is Mike with a mic and next to me is Deacon Nick if you have never heard of this podcast before because you're not learned enough just kidding because you haven't heard of us podcast before and your friends haven't dragged you into a room thrown you into a chair and said, listen to this. Check it out, man, check it out. <laughs> the point of Manfully Alive podcast comes from the the, the, the well-known quote from St. Irenaeus that says, the glory of God is manfully alive. Well, in this podcast, we break apart the gospel, God's word to us. And so if we are going to be men fully alive, we have to know the Lord. We have to know him on a first-name basis. And the only way you get to know friends is through dialogue And through interaction with those friends and so if we're calling Christ to become our friend and to know us and to have a relationship with us we have to listen to his word and so that's what this podcast is all about getting to know the Lord through the Gospels amen amen so why don't we kick this week's Manfully Alive podcast for the seventh Sunday of Easter It is May the 13th. That's right. Ascension Sunday. Ascension Sunday. Uh, It it, it needs something like like that, doesn't it? Ascension (laughs) Sunday. It's good we are not in Yeah.
1: Yes. (laughs) Okay, so let's uh, pray it up. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, thank you uh, for all your many gifts in our life. And thank you for this special Sunday as we celebrate and remember your ascension to the Father and give us a a holy joy uh, that we may um, be overwhelmed with a sense of happiness and peace, uh, knowing that you ascended to the Father, and that you call us to follow you, that we may live forever with you in heaven and have our own ascension, the ascension of the entire world to you and to the Father. Help us to be tremendously joyful, and to live as people who are full of joy because of the hope that we have in you and the example that we see in your ascension. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Solid prayer. Mm. That kicks right. it right. <clears throat> I'm going to kick this podcast right in the teeth. teeth. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, kick it in the teeth.
0: Take that, podcast. <laughs> uh, so... We have to pick up from the challenge that we had last week, which, you know, when I started this, this was really weird, okay? Mm -hmm. I I thought this was going to be just like some easy... Oh, no. No, I'm not even kidding. I really thought this was going to be just this lowbrow, easy challenge, Uh and so the challenge from last week was to actively make an effort to love everybody in your life Yeah, and just show love, whether it's in the form that... Um, You're doing a little bit more dishes or, uh, you know, it could be something as simple as just doing the things at work that nobody does. You know, I'm just going to take this trash out or I'm going to just do these little things. Right. But. It was freaking hard. (laughs) It was it was very difficult because I don't know what it was. It was maybe people were just actively really bothering me
1: this past week. Well, and and it's so much harder to love people when you're actively trying. Cause, yeah. cuz then you realize, "Oh gosh, I want to love you and this is why you drive me nuts." Yeah. It's yeah. Obvious. It's important. I I love you
0: so much right now that I don't want to love you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Man, I'm really enjoying how you are getting on my nerves. Yeah. Not a, not at all true, right? But right. That was my experience of this challenge last week and I I, I can remember a specific instance where Okay, so so I receive love in the form of touch and quality time, like physical touch and quality time, the ways that I receive love from my wife. And we just had this baby, right? Just end of, end of March, and uh, Tommy is, is awesome, but dear God, Tommy is a baby, and he's needy, right? Sure. And so every time I'm, like, walking over, I'm, I've made eye contact with my spouse, and I'm like, hey, girl. <laughs> and I'm walking towards her. Not for anything even, like, obscenely romantic. Just a kiss and a hug. It's, like, about a millisecond before we would make contact. You know, the baby's Mm. crying. And it's, oh, oh, go get the baby. Don't want to wake up the other kids. Patience (laughs) and love. Patience (laughs) and love. Yeah. And it was a difficult challenge for me. I don't know if that was accurate for you as well, but...
1: It's funny you say that because you said, you said, oh, I thought this was going to be easy. And I said, oh, no, because I thought, oh, man, he's going to say something just like I was going to say. Because I I also found this difficult this week. But in a particular way, in a particular instance, and it also had to do with my spouse, you know, um, in my attempt to love everybody this week, Mm -hmm. which I more or less did okay with some people more than others, you know, I I did all right. Um, I totally messed up loving the one person that I swore to love the most. And so my wife and I uh, actually had a really bad argument this week, and it was really hard to just back up, admit my faults, come back, reconcile, all those things, all those steps that spouses have to do. And I thought, wow, in the week in which we're given this challenge, and and I feel like uh, in the one relationship I'm supposed to do this the best, I failed the worst this week.
0: But I think that's how God works in us, right? you pray for patience he gives you opportunities to learn patience i mean it, it's um it's that that analogy from bruce almighty right yeah. where he's like god's going to give you opportunities to grow in whatever you're praying for right. god give me strength he's going to give you opportunities to be strong god give me Courage. He's going to give you many opportunities to be scared and express courage at a time that it's
1: difficult and, to do so. So you have to be careful praying for humility. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I have bolden. I have it
0: up in my office, right? I have that humility prayer up in my mm-hmm. office. But I'm afraid to pray it. It's it's a hard one. Because if you're praying for humility, you're going to be humiliated. Yes. <laughs> and, and nobody likes that. Let, let that sink in. Yeah. You're praying for humility. You're going to get humiliated. And i usually don't need any help in that category
1: i, I do I, I do fine on my own all right you just pray that you know you, you end up with clean pants at the end of it all you know? <laughs> yes
0: i i did have mexican <laughs> um so it's it's really it was a big challenge and i think it, it it created a desire for me obviously to express love with the people that i love and Express love with the people that I do not enjoy, right? And, right. Whew, yeah. Uh, so Christ, when He's making that commandment of, uh, "I command you love one another," it wasn't an easy commandment. You know, it was. A, it was not an easy commandment.
1: Yeah. Was. Well, last week you said love everybody. I was like, okay, you big old hippie. But and I thought it was gonna be easy too. But yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. <coughs> uh,
0: them hippies got cojones. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where we—that <weak. laughs> was awesome. <laughs> so let's let's jump into this week, um, and
1: and let's let's dive right into this gospel. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, "Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe will be condemned." These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere while the lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs the gospel of the lord
0: praise to you lord jesus christ well he makes it he makes it really quite literal here i mean there are times obviously where jesus speaks in parables and uh, there there are times where he's extremely matter of fact and literal and uses Real words that have consequence and and substance.
1: Oh, there's there's certainly consequence and substance in this. I mean, certainly he he gives the apostles real meaning and purpose in the fact that they follow him for three years and he is their apostles and and um,
0: they are his apostles. You said he sorry, is their yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> but he also gives the meaning and purpose when he tells them, "Look, I'm checking out. I'm I'm leaving, guys, and I'm leaving you in charge. And so you have a a mission. He." commissioned them to go out and to preach the gospel to every creature and Mm -hmm. those who believe to baptize them but then it gets real then it gets kind of heavy because you're like "Uh oh he says whoever believes and is baptized will be saved whoever does not believe will be condemned and this whole issue of who's condemned who's saved It's a hot-button issue for the church. It's a hot-button issue for anybody who calls themselves Christians because it means that there is a dividing line. There is a distinction, and and that's hard to choke down sometimes. Like, God, what do you mean some people might be condemned? And it sounds here as though he's saying, well, those who are not baptized are condemned. In fact, those are the words he uses. So how do we handle that as Christians? How do we read that and and understand it properly? I think a lot
0: of times people get so caught up in the God is love mm-hmm. mentality that they say, oh, he could, he could refuse no one. Well, that's true, but there's an impetus there. There's got to be a change of heart to believe in him in order for God to come to you, right? There, there's got to be a, a, an action or a pursuit on the part of the believer, and there's a sacrament listed right here whoever believes and part two is baptized will be
1: saved right I mean he's giving you the formula right I mean if Jesus is the one giving the invitation it does require of us a response yeah and a response is belief and, and allowing ourselves to be baptized and
0: I think you could follow this algebraic formula X plus Y equals Z where Z is saved X is belief and y is baptism, right? I mean this is this is a mathematical formula towards our salvation, but even more so, believing and being baptized is not enough because belief requires sacrifice and, and to move forward from there in order not to be condemned.
1: Well, it requires an ascent of the heart. Um, And at the heart of this issue, the heart of these two lines that I think so many people would have an issue with, they would say, well, wait a minute. If Jesus is loving, which he is, but I think also, uh, I think it's proper here to remind people that Jesus is also just. And in his justice, he requires us to have belief in him, to desire him the way in which he desires us. And so I'm not surprised when people say, wait a minute, what about this loving Jesus? Do, do you mean to tell me that people who aren't baptized aren't going to go to heaven? And that's a really difficult question. Um, yeah. This gospel would lead us to believe the answer is immediately yes, that if you're not baptized, you're not going to heaven. But that's a little too black and white. It's a little too uh, unnuanced. nuanced And I think it's more proper to say that, well, what is needed for salvation is the grace that brings us to faith. And baptism is the normative way in which we receive grace that helps us to have faith in Jesus, which brings about our salvation. Not that we earn it, but that it's an invitation and a gift that we receive. Yeah. Um, however, we can also say that some grace is given even before the sacrament is given. We tell people in RCA, you know, the very fact that you want to be baptism is itself a grace. These are pre-sacramental graces. And so, to the question, are people able to be saved without being baptized? Technically, the answer is yes. But we always have to say it carefully, and we have to sort of caveat it with with the phrase, however, it's much, much harder. It's much, much harder to be saved without baptism because you're not receiving the normative grace which would give you the ability to have the faith in Christ that's necessary for salvation. So let's say, I want
0: to be saved. Yeah. Okay. I want salvation i want to be with the lord for eternity and i believe okay yeah so let's say my myself i'm in a car okay and my belief is the fuel okay then the sacrament of being baptized is kind of like the pump yeah yeah loading us with the grace and 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 an even stronger belief in the Lord, and so as our belief increases, it would be the equivalent of having a higher quality of fuel being put into us, right? Allowing our own path and our own traveling towards the Lord to go much much smoother.
1: Right. It it gives us the the go. It gives us literally the yeah. the desire to seek Him, um, and and not just the desire, but even. Yeah the ability the I fuel
0: mean, the fuel for the journey. The
1: fuel for the journey. I mean grace is what helps us to grow in the virtues that develop the habit in our lives that allow us to form a relationship with God so that we do grow deeper in faith. Yeah. Absolutely. That's
0: but wow. it's very difficult to ever grow in a relationship with someone that you never talk to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I've just I, <laughs> you think about your childhood friends, right? Mm. The ones that you were very very close with at a specific time in your life, right? But then you
1: stop talking to them. Another, the are number three hundred and fifty on your friends list on Facebook. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and and that's about the whole of the communication. Maybe you see a picture, maybe you see something from their life, but this is where you know coming back to the Lord on a regular basis is essential for that salvation. This isn't a one and done. Thing He says, whoever believes, and realize that believes is an ongoing verb, right? Mm -hmm. It's present tense, ongoing, believes, currently, in the now, today. Like, my believing in the past has nothing to do with my state right now. My believing in the Uh future has nothing to do with my state right now. So it's a very present tense moment. Good point. Where baptism, that sacrament, allows it to exist for all time, that once we are claimed and baptized by the Lord, we are claimed by him. But the believing part of it has to transcend the rest of our lives.
1: Right, and it can wax and wane, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is precisely why we need a shot in the arm of sacramental grace, Yeah, and the, which is why we, <clears throat> the church has more than one, right? <laughs> we have the entry into the sacramental life through baptism, mm-hmm. and then we have the other sacraments continue throughout our life
0: sure sure the thing that comes to mind when you have these these other sacraments and you have this kind of wealth of pathways to the lord and these kind of uh, uh shots in the arm i, I guess of, of the lord's grace within our life when you don't have those when you don't have the the fuel for the journey when you don't have access to the lord condemnation it, it can sometimes Feel like an inevitable outcome, and so it's it's important if you're familiar with the Lord and you believe in Him that you take those next steps and you act upon that belief by pursuing Him through these sacramental graces, pursuing Him forward. Right? It's yeah. it's this is this is where you know the dating becomes courtship,
1: huh. right? Yeah, nice.
0: No longer do I just want this person around me I want this person around me permanently and it's a big deal it's a really big deal but I think the nice thing is is this gives us these he gives us these signs so that we can kind of tell who is a believer and who is not Christ is actually kind of foretelling some of the the ways by which his word will be revealed to the nations when you're looking at these, it says these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. So that one's kind of pretty self-explanatory The the, the places where Satan has already gained a foothold in the world, they're going to be driven out by the apostles and by them speaking the truth of, of God.
1: Right. 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 Um,
0: it, you know, and like commanding them through the name of Jesus Christ, you know, expelling these demons. Like you said, the other part of this is, uh, some of these seem seem a little bit out there, but in order that the, the gospel might be received to these non-Jewish countries, right? To to Greece and the Sumerians and and all these different countries, right? They have to speak new languages. That's the only way by which the world can understand, right? This is an and a non Non crossable obstacle without the grace of the Lord allowing them to speak these new languages. Right, they don't have
1: time to sit down with, you know, some sort of study guide yeah, and learn a yeah. language.
0: I mean, the, the Rosetta Stone was probably actually just a stone at that point. So, <laughs> probably um, so. It wasn't, a, you know, a CD series.
1: This is really, this is the Lord's way of, of giving us the fast track for learning. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, Um <laughs> But more than just other languages, it's also, uh, it's also speaking prophetically. It's also allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through them so that it's not necessarily their ideas that are being spoken. Yeah, It can also be, um, as you said, uh, bringing the gospel to, to, to new lands and new languages. Um, so th- it's a powerful sign that isn't necessarily speaking in tongues but certainly can include that.
0: I, I, when we were reading this ahead of time, I think, this 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 uh, this gospel actually harkens back to the garden of eden where the devil is present in the form of the serpent right and yes. so this gospel is saying they will pick up serpents with their hands and and what does that mean
1: but that that's great because this has been really misconstrued i mean so so much so that there's even been churches in the south in the past where pastors have attempted to pick up poisonous snakes to prove that they're some sort of faithful disciple, and then they're bitten by a rattler or something like that, and they actually die. It's it's taking a too literal sense of this scripture passage. Yeah, what yeah. this is talking about the snakes and the serpents is the devil himself. He is the personification of evil. Um, well, I shouldn't say personification, no, but he he's represented. Is, he, is the, he is the evil. He, he is. is evil. He's the evil. Right. Right. That is that is represented by the snake. And so, what does this mean in terms of apostles and disciples? It means that they have command. Over him yeah through the name of Jesus
0: and that they can control him as if somebody were to pick up a serpent with their hands the Apostles can control
1: and handle that evil that exists in the world as if it was just a snake to the point that they're able to hand him over to Jesus right in the name of Jesus I command you come out of this person yeah and they come out wailing why do they obey not because of the power of the Apostles or disciples but because of Jesus in them which brings us back to baptism right mm-hmm. the grace that they have
0: and then it goes this is my favorite
1: one if they drink any deadly thing it will not harm them it will not harm them yeah and 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 sure i mean i guess we could say that there are miracles in which jesus has prevented people from getting uh, being harmed by something poisonous but but in a in a more profound way i think it's it's good for us to say that the things that can harm us in our faith the things that are poisonous to our faith the world the flesh the devil these are the things that we are secured against by be, by believing in the gospel
0: yeah. by
1: by being nourished by the word of god so this is this is where to kind of pick up from
0: previous podcast we talked about those three insipid poisons that matthew kelly says have become so pervasive and so uh, insipid As a part of people's lives that we do we go through these three questions in our mind before we're we're proposing to do anything so the three the three poisons are just to kind of refresh our uh, individualism what's in it for me Mm -hmm. minimalism what's the least I can do and hedonism will it feel good right right and so it could be something as simple as somebody saying hey would you like to go to this place with me and you're gonna say "Uh, it's gonna it's not gonna feel good because it maybe it's the gym right oh it's gonna it's not gonna feel good so no right right that's
1: the flesh getting the best of us
0: it's completely that way and laziness if that is a deadly thing that the fact that we've (coughs) absorbed that hedonism or that I want to do only what feels good and takes minimal effort on my part and it it gives me 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 those things have become so uh, a drink that we've readily fed ourselves that only by the Word of God can we be freed from them and see that see it for what it is, which is which is selfish, self-serving, and 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 crippling to our faith.
1: It is crippling, and which is precisely why we have to live as disciples. And in fact, that that segues very nicely with the fifth point. Uh, number five is healing the weak, healing the weak, and the weak are those who have been poisoned, yeah. those who are uh, afflicted. By the devil the sick the right? sick right yeah um, and so he, the disciples through the Word of God through their you know casting out of demons they're speaking the word um, and contending with the devil uh, they heal the sick they they bring strength to the weak um, I love it it's, it's very
0: matter-of-fact in this portion it says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover right it's it's not and then they'll slowly over time get better it's and then they will recover
1: right and, and it can be physical spiritual or even moral evil That they bring Jesus to the person who is ill, and it releases them from the power of Satan and brings them back to the father
0: yeah, yeah. back to the back to the word of life thus with that life now imparted into them they're going forth to make disciples of all the nations right they're going forth they're being sent and as he it says it right here so then the lord jesus after he spoke to them was taken up into heaven and took his seat not was given his seat took his seat not anybody else's seat it didn't say like "Mm, peter's or and then it was (laughs) crossed out like took his seat at the right hand of God. His rightful
1: seat. That's right, that's right. It reminds me of, of a good distinction uh, I learned years ago of, of the assumption compared to the ascension. The assumption of Mary was that Mary was brought to heaven, you know, not by her own power, but, but brought to heaven by God, body and soul. But the ascension is Jesus acting on, of himself. He is the one ascending to the Father. Yeah. Going to him, and like you said, taking his seat, his rightful place at the right hand of the And ascending of his own power. Of yes. his own power. Of I love that power. phrase. Just
0: yeah. of his own power. Not anybody else's. The right. Lord's. Well, you know, as 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 I'm seeing kind of this trend of Jesus sharing a thought or sharing... You know, these these very powerful phrases and and teachings and words of sending forth to the apostles to go forth, right? This is the coolest part. They have free will this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. The whole time, they have the ability to say no, but they don't. They take it upon themselves at this point. And they says it says but they went forth and preached everywhere not somewhere not only when it was comfortable to do so they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs
1: confirmed the word yeah that's an important line um because it is the word of God that is so powerful. It is the gospel message that is the truth that we fall in love with. But the signs show forth the authentic, uh, uh, authenticity. Thank you, the authenticity of the word itself. So the word is preached and hearts are, are uh, converted, but the signs are further proof, further proof. A, a good example of that actually is found in marriage. Uh, spouses love each other. But they show forth their love when they come together in the one flesh union. Yeah. They sh- they show forth the love that's already existed, and and so too when we preach the when the apostles and disciples preach the word, when God accompanies them with signs, it's just to give further proof to the truth that's already been proclaimed. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, and I really think the entirety of this gospel message is cause for great joy. It it's cause for great joy because what. Jesus is established in the church in terms of proclaiming the gospel going out and baptizing becoming great disciples uh, showing forth great signs in the end what he's doing through his ascension is he's showing forth our reality that we too will later follow him just as Jesus ascended into heaven we will not ascend but we will brought we will be brought to heaven we will follow him as the body of Christ just as the head goes, so goes the body, and we follow him to heaven. Um, if only we participate and cooperate with that faith that was first given us in baptism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those wipe your eyebrow. It's something else. Yeah,
0: that's a big message. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost daunting, right? Because you, you, and I, when we hear this as followers of Christ. It can't just rest within us. No, it has to take root, and that root, once it bears fruit within us, the fruits of belief, right, yeah. and, and and receiving the grace through our baptism, we're now commissioned to go forth and do as as the apostles did here. Yes, and to put that faith that we always talk about. You know, have you been saved? <laughs> Been saved, right? I have been, yes, but now I have to act on that salvation that 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 gives me, and so I just want to dive very quickly back to that. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever believes, believes is a present ongoing verb,
1: yes, present ongoing. And that belief, I mean, that belief brings us towards salvation. You know, are you saved? The answer is, yes, I am saved and I hope to be saved and I am currently being saved. All three are true all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think what brings us to, I think what you're, what you're pointing us towards is this whole idea that, that our response in faith is absolutely necessary. It's something that I often teach to confirmation students. I tell them, you know, if baptism is your entrance into the family, Uh, of God's family and into the body of Christ then it is confirmation that leads you out into the world to proclaim the gospel to live your faith to be a witness so that
0: brings us to our challenge and our challenge is to take this ethereal faith this this belief in what we cannot see and what has been passed down to us through tradition and writings so that we may have faith and may have joy in this guide to our ultimate happiness and share it with others so that they may have that same sense of joy and that sense of peace that only comes from the Father. So the the challenge this week is to take your faith and put it into action. Now, this may be something as simple as continuing the challenge that we had last week, which is continuing to love one another. Or this may be a call to re-engage in the sacraments. Because going to a sacrament, going to church, going to mass is a big deal. This is you going to the well to be filled, to to be rooted more deeply in the Lord. And once you are rooted in the Lord, all the fruit that comes from you is the fruit of life. And it's no longer... This poison that, that is coming purely from the self-serving place that is empty and hollow. The, the, the source of life is our Lord. And so for this week, our challenge is to put your faith into action. And we can't, we can't tell you how that's going to do or how that's going to be in your life because your faith is unique to you and it's unique to me.
1: Right. And each of us will have a unique response to this. You know, to that point, I would offer up, I mean, if we're supposed to um, be that which we want to pass on to others, I mean, if we're going to be a person to make disciples, we first have to be a disciple. Um, I think one thing that could be really powerful within this challenge is to attempt to fulfill in our actions what it actually looks like to be joyful. I mean, if the gospel is supposed to fill us with joy, what good am I going to be if I'm going around all the time and being grumpy? Yeah. Um, the God least,
0: preaching the gospel everywhere as a sourpuss does nothing.
1: Does nothing. Yeah. Then you're just a noisy uh, symbol. Or, yes. Like know. the
0: creaking of a rusty gate.
1: Oh, worst. <laughs> you, know, some, you know, some people say fingernails on a chalkboard. You, I, yeah. I think a gate. Rusty gate would Oof. be bad. Yeah. We need to reunite our Lord. Into our life,
0: and and once we are united with the Lord, put that faith into action. Is that a solid challenge,
1: or that's a great challenge? It's it's the challenge of of a disciple. So there you go. That's a
0: commission right there. (laughs) I I just heard it. You heard it too. Let's finish in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we are sitting here ready. And if we're not ready, make us so. Unite us with your purpose. Unite us with your love. And help us lean into the sacramental graces that you give us through the installation of the church. Help us tie ourselves to that that fuel reserve of grace and love and life and dive more fully into you So that we may take our faith and bring it into our world in in intangible good works, intangible reality, bringing about your peace to the world that is in such need of it. So Lord, I just ask that you make us a willing and able vessel and that our faith can take action over this next week. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. For Manfully Alive Podcast, my name is Mike with a mic.
1: And this is Deacon Nick. Signing off. God bless y'all.